My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. Well, then let's just get right into it. So everybody, I am here with Mads Mally. Is that how you say your last name? Mally. Close, close. Okay. So Mads Mally, I have been following you on Insta. You've been following me on Insta and we thought it'd be fun to do a little podcast together. Your page is very health and wellness and inspo and all the goods. So I'm just so excited to get to know you better, chat with you, introduce you to our lovely audience. And yeah, so hello and welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I know I was just telling you, this is my first podcast that I've done. I'm such an avid podcast listener. So I'm so excited to finally be on one and and to be talking with you. It's just so exciting. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Honestly, thank you. And I'm so proud that I'm your first (laughs) first (laughs) podcast interviewer. (laughs) Yes. uh, No, I'm happy to be here. Popping your podcast cherry. (laughs) Exactly. I'm no longer a podcast virgin. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Let's get into your story. How, like, tell me about you. You live in New York from what I gather, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. So I, I go to school in New York. Um, I'm finishing up. I'm going to be graduating in May. So I, I actually went to Virginia Tech um, my freshman year and I ended up transferring to New York just because I realized I kind of grew up going to the city all the time and I thought I wanted to get away from the city. And then I went to school away from the city, literally in the middle of nowhere and realized that just it really wasn't for me. I wasn't myself at all. Um, my mental health was at its lowest point, and I just knew I needed to make a change. So I ended up going and transferring to school in New York, and it has just been the best experience ever since then. That's really when I got started on my health and fitness journey as well. So it's it's been a very transformative past few years, but it's it's really been great. So how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I'm I'm 22. Okay. So you're living alone in New York or living without your family in New York and you're on this journey. How like what are the biggest kind of lessons you've learned so far and what where have your biggest struggles been perhaps? Yeah, so I feel like at first when I started really getting into health and wellness and fitness, it kind of started off with mainly fitness. Um, I remember joining Instagram and having this food account that I started off with, and I just followed so many fitness um, inspos and everything. And I, when I was at Virginia Tech, that's kind of when I started getting into everything. Um, I was really unhappy with with my body, with with how I looked, and I was always very insecure and. So I thought the way to solve that was to go to the gym like multiple times a day and and do crazy strenuous workouts and just like eat a ton to gain muscle mass. And I really had no idea what I was doing, what I wasn't educated. I was just randomly finding like Instagram workouts and everything. And 
I was just stressing out my body and my mind and that wasn't working at all for me. And um, I think what really helped me over the, the past few years is kind of just understanding that health and wellness is is not just one-sided. It's It's very holistic and it has to do with your mental health, your physical health, and 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 really not stressing. I think that that was the biggest eye opener for me is that when I stopped stressing so much about every little thing that I ate and and I stopped stressing about missing a day of working out, that's when I really started to feel like my best self. Um, and that's really it's easier said than done, obviously, because I definitely used to be very obsessive with my eating and and my fitness, my my fitness routines. I, I used to be so obsessive, and that was really what was hurting me. It's it's not about having the perfect routine and eating perfectly healthy every single day. That's it's it never really works out well, um, and I think that's just kind of what I had to accept and. And that's what's really helped me over the past few years. And would you say your relationship with yourself and food is like in its best place right now? Like how has that evolution um, kind of turned to? Yeah, I I really do feel like now I am in the best place mentally with with my relationship with food. Um, it's It's been a huge roller coaster. I remember – going through periods where where I thought I should just eat all the time and and I would binge eat like crazy and and I remember um, there were just so many rules that I would read on social media like like you can't eat past eight o'clock um, things like that and I, I specifically remember like my freshman year I I would stop myself from eating past eight o'clock and then I would like wake up in the middle of the night and be starving and not know what to do. And because if I ate past eight o'clock, like something, I don't even know what I thought would happen, but something would happen, like just all of these crazy things. And then I would go through a period of time where I, if I ate like one piece of chocolate and that wasn't in my quote, quote, eating schedule of the day, I would just flip out and and kind of go crazy and be so mad at myself and beat myself up for for messing up my eating schedule of the day and and it's just each each period of this whole roller coaster of learning how to really have a good relationship with eating and food each period had to do with just kind of being obsessive and and that's just not the way to go about life. It's just not the way to go about eating and having a relationship with food. So there were definitely a lot of ups and downs, but now I'm I'm at a, a pretty good place. Amen. I love everything you just said there and good for you. Honestly, so many people struggle with these issues for years and at 22 having that realization, that's pretty damn impressive, you know. Um, I think we kind of went through it around the same time because I'm 24 right now and I went through a very similar um, kind of whole situation uh, with that relationship with body and food and and the all or nothing mentality. Oh my gosh, how just self-deprecating is that mentality? Right. And It's just draining. It's draining and it takes up, you know, the biggest thing, um, you know, because I've healed myself from my disordered eating as well. And I feel like I'm also in the best place I've ever been with food and body. And 
I'm trying the least I ever have, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing that is just the most freeing, because um, I, I would love to talk about the amazing aspects of it for people listening that might not be there yet. You know, the best thing is that you just have more time to focus on things that really matter. Like, how much time have we wasted on so obsession? much time? And I, that's funny that you said that. I was just thinking about that, and I I think about that so much. It's like I I used to think that what I ate was just the end all be all. And that used to consume all of my thoughts day and night. I would just wake up and think about every single thing that I was going to eat in the day. And then I'd go to sleep thinking about the same exact thing. I would plan out what I would eat and everything. And that's just not, I mean, looking at it at a bigger picture, like that's not the point of life. You should not be going through life stressing about food. Food is not a stressor and it shouldn't be. And I know it is for a lot of people. It used to be for me for years. It caused so much stress for me. And it's just, it takes away from experiencing the things that actually matter in life and, and food. I, I mean, I love watching different food documentaries and things and, um, and like Anthony Bourdain, all of his videos and everything, just food is a social it's it's a social it should be a social thing it should be something that brings people together it's it's a great thing for everyone to experience people talk over eating food and everything it's it should never be a stressful thing um and it's i know there are a lot of people out there who obviously so many people out there who stress over food every single day and it's it's a journey to overcome that but at the end of the day you have to realize that that's not what life is about Mm-hmm. And realizing that there is a completely different version of you out there that you can tap into that doesn't have any of these obsessive thoughts or, you know, feelings of insecurity and not feeling good enough and unless you're eating so little. And there's a version of you out there that has everything you want and looks and feels the way you want that isn't obsessed with food. Exactly. Yeah, like for me, I I'm such an achiever. So when I was like on all these different diets and eating all these different ways, it was like I want the end result, right? But I it was I was doing it the wrong way, right? Like the obsession and like the you know, just constant feeling of it being so hard to lose weight and to feel good and to whatever, like that was actually what deterred me away from the final result when I stopped caring about the food and I just lived life and ate to enjoy and didn't emotionally eat because eating disordered eating for me was kind of both ways. It's that yo-yo dieting, but then also just like emotional eating, overeating. That's not healthy either, right? So right. Um, did you struggle with that as well? Or it was more just like the yo-yo dieting? I guess sometimes they come in hand in hand, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've tried so many so many different diets and and none of them really worked. And I think the term diet too is um, a very misunderstood word. And automatically, when you think of the word diet, you think someone's trying to lose weight. But in reality, everyone has their own diet. It's just, is it a healthy diet? Is it an unhealthy diet? And so I think at the end of the day, instead of considering myself to have a specific diet, I just I just like to think that I have a healthy diet now. Um, but I mean, in the past and, and relating to social media as well, um, obviously, you know, so much about social media and I'm sure you've had the most positive and, and I think everyone has had some negative 
experiences with their relationship with social media. Um, but I used, I mean, even, even now today, still, I still have some issues, you know, where one day I want to be super thin or, or look a certain way. And then the next day I'm like, Oh, I, I wish I were more curvy. And like, it just kind of shows that no matter what, no one's ever going to wake up every single day and be a hundred percent um, in love with their body, you know, you're always going to have thoughts and everything about looking a certain way. And oh, what if I ate this way? Could I look this way? And it's just, I know for a lot of people, and for me, sometimes it can feel endless, these thoughts. Um, but what really matters is just accepting that this is you, this is your body. And, and something that I heard a few weeks ago, that's really stuck with me. Um, is that you just have to kind of think of your body as a vehicle, really, that takes you through life to experience things. And when you look at it that way, it really does make you look at the bigger picture, like we were talking about earlier, how like your eating and, and your body image and everything, that's that's not the focus of life. Your body is, is what takes you through those important things in life to experience things. Um, but going back to your original question about yo-yo dieting and everything. Um, I do relate that a lot to social media just because we all have crazy standards on social media. Um, and I think in the past, that's what's caused me to yo-yo diet. And like, like for a period of time, I will want to look a certain way. So I'll, I'll eat a ton or I'll eat a certain way. And then, and then the next few months, I'll want to look a different way. And it it can be really draining thinking that way. Mm -hmm. It really can and takes away from just real life for so long with the obsession around not only food and body, but just like perfection and, you know, just not just obsessing about not being there yet and just waiting for <laughs> the day that I get quote there. Like, that was just such a waste of like almost 10 years, right? Like it, it's just, you don't want to regret, but you want to look back and be like, wow, I wish I could kind of shake my younger self and just be like, be happy. And if you're happy, like things are going to fall into place and you can do things in a way that makes it not hard, like makes it easier. Like for me personally, like meditating changed my whole outlook on food and body. I used to be the kind of person that would look at people like me now and be like, how does she not obsess over food and how is she effortlessly just like not obsessing over the next snack or like why is she not finishing her plate at dinner if she's not that hungry anymore? Like not in an obsessive way, but just in the way that's like, oh, I'm full. I'm listening to my body. I'm not going to finish it, right? Like that. So that all of me would be like, oh, I'd never be able to be like that. But now it's like I've actually conditioned my my mind and body to be different. Right. Um stop emotional eating and and stop obsessing and it's like you don't even think about it anymore and like I felt like having sourdough at lunch so I had bread and like it just like not having any rules makes everything just so chill and it's I want to say this loud for everyone that <laughs> was like the old me but like it's not gonna make you fat <laughs> like, right. like it, the obsession is what holds on to weight. And I think there's like so much energetic weight that we hold on to as well. And like, I've lost weight by eating carbs a little bit, right? Like, so 
it's all these rules and all these theories and all that stuff. It's just, it's out the window when you realize that you're actually in control of, you know, how you're conditioned, you know, yes, we can be a victim to how we've been conditioned our entire lives and, you know, what parents taught us or magazines or social media, whatever taught us. But at the end of the day, like we have the power to change those conditioned beliefs and, and change aspects of our personality to change our personal, personal reality, um, in turn. So we just have so much power, like, and it's crazy to think how much power we have and most of us aren't even tapping into it. Right, exactly. And and just like you were saying, I feel like if I told myself four or five years ago that so much would be affected by just my own thoughts and what goes on in my brain, like just caring less about uh, specific workouts and specific eating plans, caring less about those things is what has helped me so much in the long run. And that's what's helped me so much today too, especially with my mental health as well. Just being able to focus on other things and not not having health and fitness and wellness be a stressor. Rather, it's it's a passion now, not a stressor. Um, I think intuitive eating. I I get a lot of questions on on Instagram, um, like how do you intuitive eat? Like like I don't understand. How do you do it? And and. I sometimes I just don't know, really know how to answer because I'm just like, you just don't think about it. Like you just, you just go with the flow throughout your day and you eat when you want, you eat what you're craving and, and you don't stress about it. You, you just kind of go with that flow. And, and like you said, like having, having sourdough for lunch or whatever, like that's just because that's what you were craving. And, and, and you can't think about it in the way like, oh, like, well, sourdough, like, like that's carbs and, and, and carbs make you fat. Like, like all of these things, all, all of these things are always floating around social media too. And, and, and it's just, it can, it takes over your mind and, and that's just not okay. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And the energy that you kind of produce while you eat, like the energy that you are living in while you eat truly affects the food, even digesting in your body. And even if you're eating most organic, like vegan, low carb, whatever it is, and you're full of anxiety and self-hatred and fear and insecurity, like that's the energy that your body is going to keep producing. Um, and it's going to turn that organic food toxic, <laughs> I think. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me, like, I want to hear now, like the actionable tips that I know you were just saying some people ask, like, how do I intuitive eat? And, you know, you just do it. But how did you go from where you were not being the most intuitive eater to where you are now being intuitive? Was it a lot of journaling, meditating? Like what kind of, because it's all personal development. I, I know that as well for a fact, right? Like to change something like food, like you have to change something emotional too inside of you. Like what kind of things did you do to get you to where you are now? And like, how long did it take? And, you know, if you, you could go back, like what would you have done more of, or, you know, just give it all to me. Yeah. So it's really been um, just over the past four years have been so transformative for me just because I remember myself being in my lowest place about three or four years ago. And and I did these crazy workouts at the gym every single day. I never missed a day at the gym. I would eat the most bland, boring meals just because I 
I focused so much on calories and, and macros and everything had to be super specific. And I was partying all the time. I was going out and and drinking so much just for nonsense, for no good reason, um, just to kind of feel something, I guess, because I didn't feel like myself at all. And I, I didn't know myself. Um, I wasn't spending any time really on my own, focusing on myself and my soul and, and figuring out things that I liked. Um, I was just always kind of distracting myself with other things. And I think where I started to really make changes was when I, I, I really started just tapping into my inner thoughts and realizing, you know, like, I'm not happy at all. Nothing is working for me. I'm doing all these crazy workouts. I'm, I'm eating what I quote, quote, should be eating to be healthy. And I'm still unhappy with my appearance. I'm unhappy with how I feel on the inside. And that's really when I started to make changes. And I was like, maybe, maybe I should start changing the way I'm working out. Maybe I, I should start trying new foods and, and stop, stop writing down everything that I'm going to eat during the day, because that clearly is stressing me out. And, and I think what, what's really helped me is, is just tapping in to my brain. And, and that's also when I started journaling too, um, is when I realized I needed to make changes. Let me start writing down what stresses me out, what does not work for me, and then writing out what what I like to do, what what makes my heart happy, what what makes me feel my most my best self. And so yeah, journaling definitely has been a huge, huge part of of transforming and and really finding myself and my soul just because you can get so clouded in your own thoughts sometimes, um, especially me. I'm I'm the type of person where I'm I'm constantly thinking about something. There's there's always like 10 million different thoughts running through my head. And so to put the pen to paper and really write your thoughts down is just so helpful because you're really just writing out the most important things and it can really help you if you're a visual person lay out and figure out yourself on paper. Um, and so, yeah, just really, really tapping in to, to my inner thoughts has really helped. And then um, health and fitness wise, I, I began changing my workout regimens. I would start taking more rest days, realizing that being burnt out and sore every single day wasn't giving me the body that I wanted it wasn't giving me a body that I felt comfortable in at all. And I was never happy eating all these bland, boring foods, like getting in so much protein, eating animal meats every single day. Not to say that eating and anyone who eats animal meat is, is doing a bad thing, but it just wasn't really working for me. And so really just everything over the past few years has been all trial and error. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that I can give to anyone who isn't happy with an aspect in their life, whether it's, it's with fitness or, or body confidence or, or their relationship with food and everything. You just have to be open and willing to trying new things. Um, even if you don't think that they'll work for you, like if you're going to the gym every single day and you've been trying that and 
and nothing's really working out for you, maybe try different workout routines. If you're doing strength training every single day, maybe try some Pilates and yoga or take a few more rest days to really give your body breaks and everything. And and making those changes can be really uncomfortable and scary, but that's really what's helped me is just being open and willing to to trying new things and to kind of putting my my body and my mind um giving it a little rest sometimes that's really helped. Um yeah, oh my gosh, I totally resonate with all of that and I feel like our journey's been so similar because I used to do that as well, like the intense workouts every single day and then feeling sore every day and doing really intense workouts and then when I stopped and I just started doing like intuitive pilates and stuff like that my body totally changed. Like it, it became what I was looking for. <laughs> exactly. I feel the same exact way. And I remember I, I would seriously only do strength training workouts. I never did any, any cardio or, or stretching. I never did anything. Um, and I remember being at college and, and talking to my mom on the phone and telling her like, I'm, I'm so, I feel so bad about my body. Like, like I'm always so sore and everything. She's like, well, maybe you should try doing some other things. Like maybe, maybe going on a jog, maybe doing some yoga. And I was like, no, absolutely not. You don't know what you're talking about. Like I was just so closed off to any other suggestions. And, and looking back, I'm like, oh my God, like if only I was a bit more open-minded to just trying new things and, and to listening to my body more than I would have been on this this upwards journey so much sooner. Um, but I mean, you can't really sit and regret things because that's just how everything happened. But but yeah, just being open-minded and trying new things, like you said, switching over to Pilates. Pilates has become such an integral part of my life as well. I know it's huge for you too. Uh, I just got my certification with Equinox a couple months ago. and. I fell in love with it even more. Like just the whole concept behind the movements and it's just like learning even the history of it. And it's just like the best. I honestly think I'm going to be set for life doing Pilates, long walks. Maybe if I'm feeling like I want to let off some steam, like little a little jog or like some sprints, like very casual sprints. Um, If I really want to like get rid of some energy, like stagnant energy in the body. But other than that, like Pilates and walking also like that body, I think we can all agree that like many women our age seek a certain body type. Like it's right. that social standard body type of like lean, feminine, um, you know, toned, but like not, I guess like bodybuilder vibes. Um, I guess a lot of people can agree on that, but hey, if you guys have different goals listening, that's totally fine too. I'm not saying one is right, one is wrong. But um, just to kind of go back to that, like that's what Pilates will bring you. Like I've I've noticed changes in my body that that I've never experienced before doing other types of workouts, even just running. But like Pilates does something where it like just like works those tiny muscles and it ends up making you look different. Like have you seen a really big change in how you look since doing it as well? Oh my God, I can't even begin to talk about it. It's funny because I used to go to the gym religiously um, and and focus really on weights. And I, I still do um, weight workouts a couple times a week um, just at home. But 
once when COVID started and all the gyms closed, I was like, Oh my God, what am I like? I don't know what to do with my, with myself, with my life. And I started doing Pilates and I'm like, Oh, like my whole body's going to change. I'm going to be back to square one. Like I can't do heavy, heavy weight workouts and all these workout classes. But in reality, over the past, I don't even know, eight months or so, just from doing at home Pilates workouts, I feel as though I'm the most confident and comfortable with my body than I've ever been. And it's just so crazy because I never thought that Pilates would have that great of an effect. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't even think like when my boyfriend watches me do it, he's like, is that it? (laughs) And then I'm so sore the next day. It's just because it's not like – it it's just so fluid and feminine and targeted and you know right. oh my gosh yeah it's it is amazing yeah and it's it's so crazy it's cuz you're you don't need to be completely out of breath every single workout you do to get a good workout in that's and i think that's a big misconception with working out like if if you're not dripping in sweat and completely out of breath then it wasn't a good workout at least that's how my mentality used to be. And so a lot of times you could look at Pilates and be like, oh, like, that's just very easy. It's not really gonna show anything like it's not you're not gonna improve your body from that. But in reality, you really don't need to be dying at the end of a workout for it to be a good workout, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You really don't. Um, Well, this has been – I love this conversation. This conversation was so just enlightening, and I hope that our audience listening can kind of just digest everything that was said in the sense of, you know, we went over a lot of emotional eating, food issues, disordered eating, intuitive living, and that just changes your whole world. So I'm really, really hoping some people, you know, just – feel differently if they haven't already um, through this conversation. And thank you so much for coming on. Where can everyone find you and connect with you? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Yeah. Instagram um, at Mads Maley. Um, that's my Instagram. And and I believe that's my YouTube as well. But um, yeah, I, I do everything on my Instagram. I post every day there. So that's definitely the best place to find me. Oh my gosh. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was such a pleasure. Thank you so much.